Welcome to the conversation. I'm your host, Jim Watkins. And uh, this is a, a, a departure. We're changing the theme. We've modified the website to make it more user-friendly. You can now find the website, which lists all of our podcasts, as well as our articles. The Conversation with Jim Watkins.com. The Conversation with Jim Watkins.com. I know it's a little long, but you know, just do it once and bookmark it like I do. Or if you have a smartphone, just save the URL, the website, and bookmark it to your homepage. That way you don't have to remember. But I'll remind you. You know, this theme song that we are now going to use to open each of these shows is originally a David Bowie song that comes from the movie The Falcon and the Snowman with Tim Hutton and Sean Penn, if you're old enough to remember that movie. And there's a reason that they use this theme. It wasn't produced for the movie, but it was adopted because the movie was about a, a disenchanted, uh, formerly patriotic American uh, who had been raised by a father who served his country and was now involved either in espionage or the FBI. And he's able to get Tim Hutton, his son, a job at uh, a security agency. And I know all the details if you've seen the movie. What ends up happening is the son begins to see what's happening with his own government. He starts to recognize that his government is doing things that the government shouldn't be doing, and they're doing it in the name of the people. And while I don't think that it's also based on a true story, an actual event. Now, the, the son, Tim Hutton, and the man he portrays is known as the Falcon. He starts uh, giving secrets away to uh, the, the communist uh, Russians. Now, obviously, that's not my intent. It's That's not what you do. But the premise of the story is the same, which is man becomes disenfranchised because he starts to watch as his government becomes something that he never thought it would be. And he tries to push back. Now, in the movie, obviously, that was the wrong decision. There's other ways to push back when you start to see your government doing things that it shouldn't be doing. For right now, they've got this uh, this uh, kangaroo court, this judicial J6 commission of, of self-appointed committee members who are all about one thing, which is holding on to power and making sure that Donald Trump never again gets into the White House. But they're doing it in a way that is rem reminiscent of the the, uh, the Lenin trials and the Saddam Hussein trials where they start marching political opponents up. They still have people who are arrested just for showing up. And I'm not diminishing what happened on January 6th. I thought a lot of those people were out of control. They were actually quite stupid and they were caught up in the moment. And many of the people that went into the state capitol uh, that were destructive and they were sitting at people's desks, you know, it's not a wrist slap. That was pretty serious. But the overall context of it as it's being presented to the American public is that our democracy was being overthrown. But then if you try to apply that same rule to what was happening throughout the country in the preceding six months and even a year before the elections with the BLM marches and Antifa and entire blocks of Portland and Seattle and elsewhere being basically subjugated by protesters, I, I think the average person would, would say, you know what? I'm looking at that and I'm saying those people are doing things that are just as egregious as what happened on January 6th. And there's a lot of questions about, you know, what, what preceded up to January 6th. 
uh, Nancy Pelosi was asked, do you want the National Guard? She said no. That would have, that would have quelled everything. Meanwhile, the January 6th commission is on this hunt to try to find, and, you know, they're going to have this episode on Thursday night on ABC. It'll be kind of similar, but it's all a show. It's, it's not real. It's basically with the intent of trying to make it so that Trump doesn't ever try to become the president because they're afraid that his popularity is quite high and he is, uh, setting up he's probably going to announce and the fact of the matter is that joe biden has turned out to be an incredibly bad president everything that he has done has been anti-trump and we've all had to suffer i'm not against biden i i used to like the guy i think i may have even wanted to vote for him when he first ran for president back in whatever it was the 80s or the 90s i i didn't have anything against him i still don't but you can like somebody and not like their policies or you can like policies but not like somebody, which is my, my assertion for Trump. I didn't think he was a great guy. I didn't like his personality. I thought he spent way too much time tweeting. But he was up against an army that was attacking him, and he, he likes to attack back, and they knew it. And so for four years, it was watching your parents fight, and it was ridiculous. But beside all that, his policies actually did pretty well for the country. And I'm not going to go down the list. I get into arguments with people. Oh, you know, how could you like Trump? It's not a matter of liking Trump. It was a matter of liking the direction the country was going in economically. People had jobs. More African-Americans had jobs than in the preceding 40 years under Democratic rule, mostly. Crime was down. Uh, There were a lot of good things he was doing overseas. He was helping, actually, he helped Canada and Mexico have a much better trading deal that protected the entire Western Hemisphere. He was bringing peace to the Middle East with Jared Kushner over there with the Abraham Accords, trying to make those people settle down and get to the negotiation table. He was, uh, uh, Trump was, was extracting us from places where we had no, no business being in. Uh, uniformed uh, Air Force military officers in Germany now for, what, 160 years, 60 years? Doing what? Paying the most on NATO? Doing why? Why all of that? Trump had a lot of good ideas, which was basically make America strong. Anyway, beside all of that, I don't want to be, you know, Trump's uh, front man. That is not my intent. My intent here is to wake people up to the fact that our government is doing things that it shouldn't be doing. And the uh, we'll save the COVID for later, the COVID situation later, because there's so much to unravel there. But you have, you continue, you don't. Believe me, but you continue to be lied to. The deception is there. Pandora's box has been opened. There are people here who are fundamentally trying to transform this country into part of a globalist empire that is controlled by a diminishing few. And we talk about this a lot on the conversation. So right now, for example, what's happening is that the powers that be are trying to use the warm weather that we're having as a way of getting people excited about climate change and taking action. And they are actually physically using the weather phenomena that's happening here as their example of of global warming. See, this is what's happening. And they're frightening people. There is no clear evidence that what is happening today, the heat weather, is directly tied to man-made human activity. None. And yet the insinuation is out there. The insinuation is out there 
that all of this is about fossil fuels and this is why we need to go green and why we need to be renewable. Meanwhile, over the, the White House, they have all kinds of plans to save you from the climate. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy that we must have a climate change crisis so that the government can do something. That's all you ever hear. We're going to do something. We're going to do something. And what they've convinced you is that somehow they can control the weather. Uh, what they will do is always try to create laws to control your behavior so that they become more powerful and you become more compliant. So let's have a conversation about climate change. Let's talk about climate change and what it really involves. Now, scientists say that fossil fuels is, is ca causing carbon dioxide to trap in the air. Greenhouse gases trapping the heat from the sun. And it, once it penetrates our atmosphere, it creates a blanket effect. But is it stationary? These, these greenhouse gases, do they stay in the same spot? Do they move around? Well, many scientists say that it spreads out. It thins out. There are wind currents, cloud cover. There's an ocean, three times the land mass of, of, of actual Earth. 75% of the, the planet is water. And that water absorbs heat about 300 feet in depth. And there's plenty of cushion to absorb more heat. If, in fact, the Earth is getting warm, it will be absorbed by the ocean. Scientists have been telling this for years, but people don't listen. The premise of carbon being the culprit is a un unverifiable by one fact. One fact alone, because they can never predict, predict the, cycle, the cyclical effect. There have been periods going back in cycles. Every 300 years, 400 years, there's a warming trend. And there's a cooling trend. There are periods when we have colder winters and cooler summers. Sometimes we have hotter summers and warmer winters. It's a cyclical effect tied directly to solar and cosmic radiation. But the point I wish to make is that man is not having an effect on the climate, but we're being told this day in and day out. It is the new propaganda. That man must reduce his carbon emissions. That we must roll back energy consumption to pre-1970 levels. How do you do that when the earth has 2 billion more people than it had in 1970? And they say the climate will run away and there will be death. And we must cut our energy consumption by 30 to 50% in the next 10 to 20 years. How do you do that? You can't. Our infrastructure is not set up for us to reduce our carbon footprint by 50 to 70% over the next 100 years. And they're saying that if we do all of this, it's going to reduce our global mean temperature, the GMT, by 2, two degrees Celsius, just enough to offset global warming. But yet they have no evidence outside of computer models, none whatsoever. Even weather forecasters today cannot predict the weather beyond three to four days. The accuracy drops from each day, it drops precipitously from 100% to 80% to 50% to 30%. That's why you get the 30% chance of rain every day. Well, because they don't know where it's going to rain, but they can only tell you that there's a 30% chance it might rain. That's how sure they are. And yet they can predict the weather and the climate and the environment out 7, 10, 20 years. How can they do that? Think today, right now. Think today what's happening right now. You're having to pay devil for the same price of fuel. Why? It hasn't become more scarce. Well, it's become more scarce because we're not drilling it. Because our president believes he is fighting climate change. 
He thinks he's saving the planet by not drilling, not fracking, not pumping sweet, plentiful, crude, fuel oil out of the ground. And who's getting hurt? The impoverished, the elderly on fixed incomes, the people who now deal with crime and homelessness because businesses are suffering and not hiring. They're suffering from induced inflation. And soon jobs will be shed like skin, all because our one president has decided that saving the planet is something he must do even if it kills people. Ladies and gentlemen, you must hear me. You must understand what is going on. You are being lied to. The weather is is changing. Yes, there is climate change. It's always changing. It never stays the same. The weather is in a constant uh, attempt at equilibrium. Low pressures and high pressures, wind system, jet streams, they all work and conspire together to try to find balance. Gets too hot, the water evaporates, creates clouds. The clouds let rain, the earth cools. It's a, it's a wonderful cycle. Nature is a beautiful thing. But the Weather Channel is lying to you every time they say historic because they've only been keeping records for a best 200 years. And only in the last 50 have been they really reliable. They fudge the numbers all the time, and they get caught doing it. But the general public has never told the truth. ABC is lying to you, CNN, NBC. They're all echoing the same message right now, aren't they? The climate is in crisis. They got to kill. They got to use that word crisis. Two years ago, they decided to change from climate danger to climate crisis, from climate change the climate crisis. By calling it a crisis, it gets everybody involved, everybody fearful. Man is killing the planet. That's what they're saying. What's really happening is that there are small groups of people who are using this as a way to scare the hell out of you and force you to comply by paying more, using less. They've got water cops now going around L.A., looking for people who are using too much water. And yet they won't let them build dams because they're trying to protect the red-haired toad frog or some lizard that's, you know, the, the idea that any animal can be extinct is like a crime to them. And they have no idea that in the history of Earth, almost 90% of all species have gone in, uh, extinct. Now, I have no dog in this race except the truth, and at some point I'll probably be canceled, so I'm trying to get the message out while I can. I can tell you that Twitter will not share this website with you because they'll figure out that, oh, he's anti-climate, so we have to cancel him. Biotech is already censoring anyone who doesn't play by the rules, who doesn't believe or endorse the climate crisis. Network media pushes the narrative because there are, there's money to be made. Uh, making fuel expensive, making energy companies rich now that they've been lured away from cheap oil production to the more expensive renewables, they're getting subsidies from the government, which means they're getting subsidies from you. They're getting free money, just like Big Pharma got free money to come up with a, an experimental vaccine. And the rest of us have to comply. I'll give you a good example of Orwellian speech. Here in Florida, Florida Power and Light, FPL, is telling its customers that prices will increase to offset investments into renewable energies, which is good for the planet. Listen to that Orwellian devil speak. 
rates, energy rates will increase to offset the investments we make into clean energy, which is good for the planet. So you're going to pay more to use more expensive energy when the cheap stuff's in the ground as a way of offsetting the investments. In other words, you're paying for more expensive energy. The fact is renewables, air, wind, and solar primarily can produce only about 7 to 10% of what we get out of fossil fuels. All right, so think about that. That means that you need to produce 90% more energy from renewables to get the same amount of energy that you would normally get from coal and oil. And this will drive the world into poverty. It already is. My friends, you are being told it is for your own good and that you are saving the planet and you're feeling good about suffering. Meanwhile, in countries you can't even pronounce, pronounce people are starving by the millions because they can no longer get relief from developed nations who are impoverished. This is what we're seeing in places like Sri Lanka, Asia, Africa, parts of India. In Sri Lanka, speaking of which, one example of a country being forced to convert to renewables and decarbonization, and they're, and they're starving. In Belgium, up to 90% of farms may be confiscated in the name of clean energy. Getting rid of the cows and growing soy and beans and uh, large parcels of farmland in the United States are being bought by people like Bill Gates who want to convert them into soil plants and remove cows because they don't like them, because they produce methane gas. People, the leaders of this planet know that renewables can never sustain us. The technology is not there yet. Now, it could be if they will allow uh, energy companies to be profitable so that they can reinvest in this technology, which is what the American energy companies have been doing for 30 years. We have some of the most efficient fuel processing plants, extraction procedures of any country on the planet. So we're all going towards renewables, more expensive energy. And guess what? India and China are building coal and power plants. By the dozens, much as they can do. They're not, they're not complying with any Paris Climate Accord. Are you nuts? They know what that would do to their populations. You can't con- convert 1.4 billion people over to renewables in 10 years. You can't do that. Biden is going to completely gut oil and gas production in our country. And he'll inflict, inflict the same pain on countries who depend on us for fuel. You must listen to me. I have talked to dozens and dozens of environmental experts and scientists going back to the mid-80s. I love Earth. I believe in a clean environment. I have been a supporter of of a cleaner planet since as long as I can remember. Pollution, quality of air, quality of water, those are the here's and now's that I can get my, my mind into and my heart into. But it's been hijacked by this climate change group that is using it to not only control distribution of energy, but to control the, the, the money. And I don't like being lied to. And right now the world is being lied to. There is huge money, tax dollars, for those who feed into the narrative of man-made climate change. Uh, institutions and universities and writers and research scientists are getting paid lots of money if they reinforce the message and write papers on it. Some of the smartest people I know have bought into this lie because they want to be part of a movement. They want to be a part of that virtuous movement to save the planet. And they think that by removing carbon from the atmosphere, that they're somehow going to change and save the world. 
And if anything, plants and trees will receive less carbon dioxide, which will increase deforestation. And you say, Jim, what about the northern hemisphere and the heat wave? Isn't that evidence? My response, two weeks ago, the sun had a mass coronal ejection, a solar flare. Two of them, actually. One was in the last week of June and the other was this past Sunday. Both emitted an enormous amount of heat and cosmic radiation our way. And it just doesn't happen overnight. It takes a few days for this warm blanket of cosmic radiation to sort of pass over and move past us. Are you hearing about that? No. Anybody who comes out with that? Quashed. You have to dig deep. And a lot of scientists are afraid to say anything because they'll be canceled. We're living in a strange world. It's not just about climate. It's about a whole lot of things. People are being told, don't you dare go against the grain. So the fact is we're in mid-July. It's hot. And I'm sorry that the Europeans are a little uncomfortable with 90-degree weather or an occasional 100-degree weather. It happens. We get additional sunlight. And we don't know if these solar flares had any effect, but nobody's even asking the question. I think, look, after a couple of weeks, things will settle back to normal, but the damage will have been done. People will have been convinced that they need to let the government save us, just like the citizens of the Mayan civilization thought it was okay to sacrifice a few people if it calmed down the sun gods during their drought back in the 1500s, just before the Spanish came and decimated them. All I can tell you is wake up. I'm also going to start discussing the fallacy of the COVID nightmare. And we will not back down on the newest lie, which is that people can change their sex. These are the conversations we're having. That's why I call this podcast and this website The Conversation. Because you're being lied to. You're being deceived. You're being manipulated. You're being frightened. And if these conversations are too intense then at least give me a chance to use logic and facts to dispel the lies being foisted upon you. Many people on the radio and in the news media know these things, but they can't speak out because they know they will lose their jobs. A major network a couple of years ago prohibited people from questioning vaccines, questioning the elections, questioning transgenderism. They're not allowed to speak out on on, on commercially owned radio stations because if they do, they will be canceled, they will be fired, they will be ostracized, they will be doxxed. These are terrible times we live in. And I try to put it away. Oh, Jim, it's not that bad. It's it's just you. And then every day I, I wake up. Today I woke up and I read about 20 years of torture going on in China. Just the worst of the worst, worse than what they did. I have to say probably worse than what they did in sheer numbers than what Hitler was ever able to do. People can't say what they really think, and we have a growing number of people who believe free speech is dangerous. I would put us in the same spot Germany was in in 1932 when people started to be afraid. When they didn't like what their government was doing, but they didn't want to say anything. They didn't want to be outed. Oh, what do you mean? You're not patriotic? Or in the 1920s, when an emergency group of fascist communists began to silence free speech and a growing government power soon emerged that took people away, never to be seen again. They're still doing it today, 110 years later. 
First they came for the Jews, and I said nothing. Then they came for the Christians, then the people of color, then the liberals, then the infirmed, and still I said nothing. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. And that's why we have to have that conversation. I want you to join me. I want you to support me. I want you to help me. No one owns me. I am free. I am speaking as a radio journalist, as a father, as a husband, as a concerned citizen who believes in freedom, free speech, the free exchange of ideas, liberty, God, family, all of those things. I've been in the media for 40 years and I've never seen the environment the way I see it today. I'm, I'm grateful and thankful that we have social media that allows us to get the word out because the mainstream media doesn't want to hear from us. So if you think that what I'm saying is important as I do, email me, realjimwatkins1 at gmail.com. realjimwatkins1 at gmail.com. Let me know that you're out there. Let me know that you're sharing the message. My website is theconversationwithjimwatkins.com. Theconversationwithjimwatkins.com. You'll find the podcast on Spotify. You'll find it on iTunes, Google, Apple, Stitcher. And tune in. Look for it. The Jim Watkins Show. That's what we're all about. The conversation. Until next time, stay safe. <laughs>